blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the round of 32 in our 2022 patron tournament. And our first contender, he loves to drink butt ice, but he needs to beware the penguin. It's Doobie Doobie Drew Buxbaum. Drew, oh. please say hi and uh, tell me. I hope you remember those commercials. I do, but I'm 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 more of a regular Bud guy than Bud Ice. <laughs> it's higher alcohol content. Higher is better, right? I'm 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 trashy, Bud. Give me give me uh, Bud Heavy and Marlboro Reds, and I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Drew, you've. Uh... Been on, it's been a hot minute since you've been on. I think I can't remember exactly, but you've been. You were in the tournament last year. I think were you taken up by Brian Nash? Or um, did you beat Brian Nash? No, I beat Nash and then I lost in the following round. That's what it was. Okay, I couldn't remember one one way or the other. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see how things go for you this time. But uh, kind of remind everybody about a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm from Jersey. Um, don't hold that against me. Uh, I'm in property management. Uh, I dabble in trivia from time to time done my own things here and there with it and uh this tournament's really exciting i'm glad finally i got the call up again this tournament's been going on and on and on <laughs> it is it's a, a long one it's gonna take a sweet minute to get finished but we're excited about it we got a lot of fantastic people uh including yes, one uh one of our next contenders who you are taking on today and I tell you, man, the cravings just won't stop. He is addicting. I still have a yearning for a Vernon. Heggy, Vernon, say hi. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going good. Uh, you beat Tim Geving uh, just earlier in your earlier round. And so you're kind of already warmed up. Um, cold, taking on cold Drew. We'll see. But uh, excited to have you back and remind okay. everybody about you. Drew, I won by one point last time. Don't get excited, man. <laughs> I listen, it was one point. You got because yeah, you bet you both. You both went in tied, if I remember. You bet one, he bet zero. Yeah. And so yeah, it was nuts. Uh, my name is Vern. I live uh, full time with my wife and new puppy. Uh, we're presently in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, just enjoy trivia. We own a trivia company. Uh, that doesn't make me smart. It makes me a good researcher. So. Uh, excited to be here. Looking forward to taking on Drew. He's a funny guy. So this should be fun. Yes, it should. Um, speaking of funny, oh, I guess we got to do the rules first, right? Yeah, here, here's some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. 
All right, cut that in. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows the rules by now. Um, He's never done this before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good of a host I am. And talking about funny guys and talking about hosts, there's always some funny hosts of Family Feud. And I might have done this one before, but I don't care. I want to know who is your favorite all-time Family Feud host. Who do you want to know it from first? Whoever speaks first. All right. Um... <laughs> I don't think I can name more than two. I, I I can name them all, but I'm going to be honest. Just you know, Steve Harvey's reactions to things kind of put Steve Harvey at the top of my list. Okay, and I'll go with uh, Richard Dawson just because that's the only other one I can name besides Steve Harvey. So <laughs> that's classic, and... and he's the classic. So that's what I'll go with. And I'm older than Drew, so interesting. I would probably have those two guys are on the bottom half for, for me, for a lot of people. Um, I'm going to let John answer, uh, I think, the favorite, which is also my favorite. And I just blanked on his last name. <laughs> it's What am I doing with my hair, John? Oh, yeah. Ray Combs, I think, was the best. Ray Combs. He was actually right after uh, Richard Dawson. He was my yeah. favorite. Um, so I'm going to say my, my list is going to go number one, Ray Combs. Number two, I'm a fan of Richard Karn. Yeah, and then right after, like and then hit after him is probably Louis Anderson for me, and then Steve Harvey, and then after Steve Harvey is Richard Dawson. So I'm gonna give this one to Drew. Oh, yeah. I keep my streak alive of not winning this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still I just, alive. You know, Dawson's fine, but he's also a creepy. Touchy. He's a he little touchy. The, he was in the running man. Come on. <laughs> well, yes, he was the bad guy. And I think I it know. fits. <laughs> it fits. So, all right, Drew, that means you get to pick first. All category right. do you want? Let's, uh, let's go with food. Okay. And we're starting off in the 80s. Okay. All right. Name this soft, sweet, sticky simian pastry that consists of pieces of soft-baked dough sprinkled with cinnamon. During the 1980s, Nancy Reagan popularized it by making it a staple of the Reagan White House Christmas. All right, I hear Simeon pastry. I'm thinking it's monkey bread. Monkey bread is correct. I see done. There's a lot of different other names I could have accepted as well because it's got a bunch of different names. But yeah, monkey bread is the one I was looking for. All right, Vernon, what would you I'll like? I'll take uh, music. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. And we're taking a trip, my man. <laughs> a trip to the Throwback Lounge. And I oh need boy. you to name the artist of this 2003 number three Billboard hit. My life sucks. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. I can teach you, but you have to charge. Hey! <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, who sings Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard? It is. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's a one namer. It's a uh, Kellis. Kellis is correct. I th nice. That was a tough one, one hit wonder. So I didn't even make that one a difficult one. I just, you know, I just well, wanted said... to sing by Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard. <laughs> With yeah. skill, I might. Uh, add. The song's definitely like an insta get, but then you got to sit there and think for a second. Mm hmm. I was hoping you didn't have it because I knew it. You knew it. Uh, all right. Well, will you know the next one? What category would you like, Drew? Um, let's go movies. 
Uh, all right, movies. And your decade is the 70s. What 1978 road action comedy film starred Chris Christopherson, and it involves a trucker's vendetta with an abusive sheriff and is based on a country song of the same name by C.W. McCall? Well, crap. Um, hmm. 70s is not really a strong movie period for me. Uh, I don't like the roll of the dice here. And since I'm not sure and I don't want to possibly give anything that might tip it off, I'm just going to pass. All right, Vernon, can you steal? That could possibly be one of my karaoke songs when I get drunk. It is Convoy, C.W. McCall. Yeah, we're on a great big convoy. Something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it is Convoy. Convoy is correct. Pigpen. What's, uh, isn't, you mean the it's a character? character? Yeah, his name is oh. Pigpen. Oh, I, I've never seen it, but... Are you saying? No. <laughs> I, I just do the trivia, man. I don't have to watch this stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Vernon gets the steal. Uh, what uh, category would you like? Uh, TV. Okay. And we're going way back to the 50s. Of course. All right. We got a question from Chris Hasse. This comedian and actor was the first host of NBC's long-running Tonight Show, which made its debut in 1954. First Tonight Show host, 1954. Oh, I have no clue. I'm assuming it's the guy. Uh, let's go. I have no clue. The last name, Alan. Alan is correct. No way. Steve Allen is the guy. Woo, that was totally luck. Uh, I mean, it had to be in there somewhere. You don't just pull out a last name like Allen for no reason. I just was like, sounds like a good name. I saw Marcus Allen on TV yesterday. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve Allen. I wow. think he's playing mind games. I think you know everything what Steve. you're doing. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're playing dumb. No one's ever accused me of that. No. <laughs> All right. Dumping me so far. All right, Drew, what category would you like? Let's go news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. What country had a civil war beginning in 1975, lasting until 1990? The civil war led to the creation of Hezbollah, a militant Islamic party. This country is located directly north of Israel. I believe that's Syria. Syria is incorrect. Ah, it's the other one. Damn it. Vernon, you get a chance. Between to two. Do you know the other one? Uh, what's besides Syria? You know, we talked about it before, but on air, I play that Wordle game too, where you guess the country. It's just like Wordle. <laughs> it's called it's called Wordle, and I suck at it. Um, yes, I played that one time. Geography, not my strong suit. I know. You get the shape, and you're like, that's what the country is. Uh, I have, I don't know. I'm going to guess Lebanon, but that's not right. Lebanon is right. I pronounce Lebanon, but yes, that is the other country. <laughs> Wow! See, that was uh, total guess. Mind games. Mind games. Flip. No. Yep. <laughs> we have right beside us the next town over is called Lebanon, not Lebanon, but it's Lebanon. Ah, gotcha. But all right. Oh man. Well, uh, Vernon, you're doing pretty darn well. Uh, what category? You still have fashion, slang, toys and games, sports, and literature to pick from. I always like to say, Drew, it's early. Give me time, man. It's going to go downhill. <laughs> it always does. Uh, I will take uh, toys. 
And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. What line of Lego construction toys was launched in the early 2000s? It involved humanoid action figures with attachable limbs and ball and socket joints. The first generation was set in a science fi- science fiction fantasy universe centering or featuring a diversity of cyborgs. Like I said, Drew, give it time. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about Legos. I'm going to... I did watch the first season of Lego Masters. That doesn't help me right now. I'm going to guess... It's not right, but it's something to do with Legos. Kinetics. Kinetics is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? I wish I could. Oh, it sounds so familiar. Read it through one more time for me. Of course. What line of Lego construction toys was launched in the early 2000s? It involved humanoid action figures with with attachable limbs and ball and socket joints. The first generation was set in a science fiction fantasy universe featuring a diversity of a diversity of cyborgs. Damn, I wish I could get the steel here, but I can't. I can't get Ninjago out of my head, and that's not it. But that's all I can go with. Ninjago is incorrect. Uh, John, do you know this one at all? I think so. Uh, neither of my kids played with this line of Legos, even they're big, big fans of Legos, and I've been to Legoland many times. And I'm pretty sure this is Bionicle. Yes. Bionicle ah, is it. correct. Yep. I've heard of that. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, no points awarded. Drew, we are back to you. What category would you like? Uh, let's go sports. We're staying in the 2000s. Okay. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I was like, this come is, on, 50s. This is a tough one. <laughs> Wasim Akram, the finest left-arm bowler in the world, made history in 2003 when he became the first to take 500 wickets in one-day internationals. I'm talking about cricket here. Uh, what country did Akram play for? Uh, just, uh, here's another coin flip for me. I'm going to say Pakistan. Pakistan is correct. Nice. The coin well landed correctly this time. <laughs> yes, it did. Good what was job. the other side of the coin? I have no India. That's what I was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would have guessed. Both big on cricket, so. Yep. Uh, all oh, right. Yeah. Vernon, which, uh, between fashion slang and literature, which one do you want? I will take oh, slang. Okay. We're going way back again to the 50s. Oh. <sighs> What slang for excellent or wonderful has nothing to do with distance, but instead originated from the jazz scene in 1954? Uh, one more time. What slang for excellent or wonderful has nothing to do with distance, but instead originated from the jazz scene in 1954? I think it's going to distance. Jazz scene. Excellent. Uh, oh, I have no idea. Jazz. Distance. I'm going to, um, I don't know. I'm going to guess all the way. All the way is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? I'm going to guess far out. Far out, man. That is correct. Far out. Well done. Getting a steal. And now you get to pick uh, which one you want and which one's going to be left for Vernon. Shockingly enough, I'll take fashion. Okay. All right. Not a big reader. <laughs> and we have our first 60s question. Okay. 
Originally known as Blue Ribbon Sports, what company founded by University of Oregon track athlete Phil Knight and his head co- and his coach Bill Bowerman was founded in 1964 by those two people? Luckily, this is a favorite question of mine to ask. Uh, uh, so that is Nike. Nike is correct. Well done. All right. And Vernon, you are left with literature. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. In 1970, Gary Trudeau created what comic strip that chronicles the adventures and lives of an array of characters, including the title character, Mike, who has progressed from a college student to a youthful senior citizen over the decades? Uh, One more time. In 1970, Gary Trudeau created what comic strip that chronicles the adventures and lives of an array of characters, including the title character, Mike, who has progressed from a college student to a youthful senior citizen over the decades. Oh, man. Mike, college student, senior decade. So he got older. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, My guess will be uh, Monsters Incorporated. Monsters Incorporated is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? Give me one more quick read. Of course. In 1970, Gary Trudeau created what comic strip that chronicles the adventures and lives of an array of characters, including the title character, Mike, who has progressed from a college student to a youthful senior citizen over the decades? I want to say Doonesbury, even though I don't think it's that old. But yeah, that's what I'm going with. Doonesbury is correct. Nice. Oh. All right, and with that, it is the end of round one. John, could you please give us our score update? Well, uh, Vernon was right to tell Drew to just <laughs> wait a bit. <laughs> Drew was able to close the gap and take the lead. He has 50 to Vernon's 40. <laughs> that nice. Is, yes, that is correct. Starting off strong and then... Uh, I love a nice self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. <laughs> We only missed one. That's pretty good, too. That is pretty solid. That is pretty solid. So, uh, all right, Drew, as uh, you got to pick first in round two, uh, Vernon, you are picking for Drew first uh, in round two. Uh, Whatever Uh, I said, you know what I mean. Well, even though he got it right, we're going to give him uh, literature. Know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to take the Why have I not done that? That that would be a good one to do. I've always because I think I've hosted every episode with Vernon on it. Uh-huh. I should have. Why no? I, why haven't I not gone to Ernest? I guess because, I got stuck on yearning, yearning for a Vernon. Because you have class. That's why, man. You <laughs> have class. <laughs> hey, I love me some Ernest. That's the first time Adam's been accused of that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. All right. Uh, what is my most difficult literature question, John? To give. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what what category we're in. Literature. Uh, literature. Okay, let me roll the dice then. Uh, your decade is the 80s. This is for Drew. This 1985 novel by John Irving was later, later adapted into a film in 1999. The story is set in the World War II era and is about abortion, ethics, and moving from an orphanage to an apple orchard. Yeah, look on your face. <laughs> I have literally not the foggiest clue. Jesus. I got nothing. Vern, have fun. You probably know it. <laughs> Can you read it one more time, Adam? Of course. 
1985 novel by John Irving was later adapted into film in 1999. The story is set in the World War II era and is about abortion, ethics, and moving from an orphanage to an apple orchard. Wow. That's a horrible description. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, 99. I'm going to guess the English patient. That's the English right patient is incorrect. Yeah. Uh, John, do you know this one? The only clue I'm really going off of is the apple orchard thing. Is this the cider house rules? It is oh. the cider house rules. So I'd have never got that. Okay. All right. Drew, you are picking for Vernon. Um, let's send sports his way. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. What sport debuted at the 1960 Winter Olympics in Squaw Valley, California? It encompassed a 20-kilometer cross-country race race with four shooting stations that ranges from 100 to 25 to 250 meters. Klaus Lestander uh, from Sweden became the first Olympic champion. Uh, I don't know if there's different ones. I know the skiing and shooting is biathlon, so that's what I'll go with, biathlon. Biathlon is correct. All right. All right. Now, Vernon, you are picking for Drew. Uh, let's go with let's go with news. Okay. And we're staying in the 60s. All right. SS officer and one of the major organizers of the Holocaust, Adolf Eichmann, was captured by Israelis in what country in 1960? He was found guilty of war crimes and executed in Israel in 1962. Well, since most of the Nazi bastards went to Argentina, that's what I'm going to go with. Those Nazi bastards were in Argentina, including this one. That is correct. Go ahead. All right. Moving on. Moving well. Uh, Drew, which category would you like for Vernon? Let's give him some fashion. Nice. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. With the rise of the Black Power movement, it was common to see what colorful, loose-fitting pullover garment with an ornate V-shaped collar and tailored and embroidered neck and sleeve lines, which originated in West Africa. One more time. With the rise of the Black Power movement, it was common to see what colorful, loose-fitting pullover garment with an ornate V-shaped collar and tailored and embroidered neck and sleeve lines, which originated in West Africa. What is that word? Um... Uh, what is that word? <sighs> oh, man, Eddie Murphy says it, says it, says it. Uh, Dashiki? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yes, Dashiki is correct. That is it. That is another lucky one. That was terrible. Hey, you got it. You pulled it. All right. And, uh, which, uh, which category would you like to give to Drew? There are movies, music, TV, slang, eh, toys and games, and food left. I assume we're saving the good ones for the end. Uh, let's give them you slang. You can give it to. You can give them the good ones. What slang. is a good one? There's no bad ones. They're no, all great categories here at Throwback Trivia Takedown. There's definitely bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, which one? Which one are you giving? Them? Right, that's a, there's no bad categories. There's just bad years. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's give them slang since I missed that one. And we're staying in the 70s. Wow. A lot of 70s one today. Okay. This word is 70s slang for a tattletale or someone who turns other people in for anything, especially drug use, oh. deriving from a specific type of police officer. 
Uh, that would be a narc. Narc, which is short for narcotics officer, is correct. That is the narc. All right. We're keeping things tight. Uh, Drew, what would you like to give Vernon? Um, let's give him TV. Okay. And we have our first 90s question of the game. Okay. Arlene Sorkin and later Tawny Katane were co-hosts of the 90s show America's Funniest People, along with what stand-up comedian and TV uncle? Tawny Katane. One more time. Arlene Sorkin and later Tawny Katane were co-hosts of the 90s show America's Funniest People, along with what stand-up comedian and TV uncle? Stand-up comedian, TV uncle. Oh... I'm going to guess TV Uncle. I'm going to guess Bob Saget. Bob Saget is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? Yeah. Um, this is a tough one. Um, but since you said comedian, TV Uncle... And Bob Saget got me thinking in that direction. I'm going to go Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier is correct. Oh, man. Yep. Good steal. I had no clue one. until you threw Saget out there. And then I was like, oh, wait. I, honestly, I was going back and forth, the two. And I was like, I couldn't think of another TV uncle, to be honest with you, yep. in the 90s. Because yep. I, I remember they, they, used to, they used to show back-to-back. And yeah. Saget hosted uh, America's Home Videos. And Coulier hosted America's Funniest People. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right, getting the steal. Vernon, what category would you like to give to Drew? Uh, food. Okay. Yum. <laughs> and we're going back to the 70s. Wow. <laughs> All right. This peanut butter flavored crispy rice candy bar was introduced by Hershey's in 1978. Commercials featured the tagline, you can ask for it by name. And it's a question from Brian Cohen. Thank you, Brian. I feel like I should know this one. All right, one more time. Hate to be that guy, but one more time. No, never a problem. This peanut butter flavored crisp rice, crispy rice candy bar was introduced by Hershey's in 1978. Commercials featured the tagline, you can ask for it by name. I honestly don't know. I don't want to throw anything out without uh, to tip the hurdle off over there. <laughs> so I'm going to pass that one. All right. Uh, for the man who lives in Hershey, uh, yeah. do you know this one? Yes, it was a big funny thing when we were kids. It's called a whatchamacallit. The uh, whatchamacallit bar is correct. Whatchamacallit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. Uh, <laughs> that was the commercial. I did, I don't remember that, but I'm sure I That's, don't doubt it. That was the commercial. I yeah. love it. You can ask for it. it by name. Whatchamacallit. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, Vernon getting the steal, and Drew, which category are you going to give him? Let's give him music. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Ugh. Okay. In 1956, Johnny Cash had his first hit with what song? It reached number 17 on the Hot 100 and number 1 on the country charts, and in 2005, its title was used for a biopic of his life. Oh, thank you for the end. Walk the line. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be pretty tough without that one. Yeah. But yes, it is. Walk the line. 
All right. Good job. Uh, you're going to give the movie hint. <laughs> Sorry. Not a movie category, Adam. My bad. My bad. Uh, uh, sorry for trying to give people different ways to get the answer correct. Stop being a good trivia host, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the three. I was like, I had three songs in my head, and that was one of them. I don't know if that's yep. the one I would have picked or not. But. I, I had a few in my head, but that was the one I was going to pull the trigger on if you missed it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Vernon, what do you want to give to Drew? Do you want to give him movies, or do you want to give him toys and games? Uh, let's give him toys. Okay. In the 50s. And your decade is the 60s. Close. <laughs> and we've got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. What game was invented in 1965 by Leonard Marks? It comes with 12 plastic linkable anthropods and a container. The goal is to make the longest chain by linking the arms before dropping any. Is that a barrel of monkeys? Yes, I tiptoed with anthropoids and a, uh, or anthropods, I think I said, and a container. It is Barrel of Monkeys. All What's right. up with him and monkey questions? What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. He knows, his, he knows his monkey questions. Monkey bread, monkey barrel of monkeys, all the good stuff. Uh, monkey bread, though, is delicious. Oh, yeah. Thinking about it again. Uh, all right, that leaves us with movies for Vernon. And Vernon gets the 90s. Okay. In 1993's Jurassic Park, what frill-necked dinosaur stood 1.2 meters tall and spit black sticky ink, a trait it used to kill poor Nedry? Though this was a serious departure from the real-life theropod that stood about 3 meters tall, it did not have a frill or even spit venom. So name that dinosaur. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Which one killed my beloved uh, uh, Wayne Knight? Yeah, no, you can. I can see them, and you. I've seen the movie many times. What is the name of the dinosaur? Um, man, I can even see it do its thing. Um, my daughter's gonna kill me. We used to read the dinosaur dictionary at bedtime. She was a dinosaur freak. I have no. I don't want to give Drew anything. I don't know. I really don't. All right, Drew. How well do you know your dinosaurs? Not well enough, even though I have a five-year-old. But for whatever reason, Dilophosaurus is stuck in my head, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, say that one more time for me. Dilophosaurus. I'm going to give it to you, Dilophosaurus. It's oh, P-H. Yeah. You said Dilopa, but it's it's you were you were right there. Yes, the Dilo- Dilophosaurus is the one. Whoa. Yeah. So I wanted to sneak in a dinosaur question, and I didn't really have a good spot, so Jurassic Park one got it. All right, that is oh. the end of round two. John, where do we stand? All right. Well, uh, Adam killed the possibility of a tie with a dinosaur question at the end. Uh, But Drew (laughs) pulls ahead 90 to 80. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, Drew, as you are in the lead, you know, let's figure out what our two categories and decades are going to be for our final for you guys to do your wagers. Um, Which category would you like to add to our final round? As usual, food. (laughs) All right. And... Your decade will be the 90s. Okay. And Vernon, which one do you want to jump in with? Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with music. Okay. And surprise, surprise, it's the 70s. Okay. All right. So the two of you need to write down your wagers based on 70s music and 90s food. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Ready. Uh, 
I screwed one. I changed my mind. Okay, now I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we are going to start off in 90s food. We got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. Introduced in the late 90s in an attempt to make oatmeal more appealing to kids, Quaker took their brown sugar flavored oatmeal and added these round objects that likely were inspired by a certain 1993 movie. How funny that works fitting from our last question. Yeah, one more time, Adam. Sorry. Of course. Introduced in the late 90s in an attempt to make oatmeal more appealing to kids, Quaker took their brown sugar flavored oatmeal and added these round objects that likely were inspired by a certain 1993 movie. All right. And y'all ready for our 70s music question? Sure. It's a trip to the throwback lounge. Uh, you guys are so lucky to get two and one of them being in our final question. I, I right? wouldn't call that lucky. <laughs> I would. I love the throwback lounge. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I want you to name the artist who performed this 1971 Billboard number one hit that includes the lyrics. You just call out my name and you know wherever I am, I'll come a running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, fall, all you have to do is call and I'll be there. Hey. Did you say we need the artist or the song? The artist. Who performed the 1971 Billboard number one hit? All right. And while our two contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to encourage everyone out here to go check out the Patreon for awesome shows like Podcasting After Dark, uh, People Don't Forget, Talking Back, Action Action, Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast, and of course, a blast from our past podcast. Uh, you guys get some awesome stuff with those Patreons, and um, it's just they're amazing content. Fantastic, nostalgic content. We love it here on the Beef Up Network. All right, do either of you gentlemen need those questions repeated? Nope. Okay, you're good. It's a podcast, guys. I would like to hear you say good. Oh yes, good. Sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. Sure. Okay. Gen- ready to go. The people at home cannot see you nodding your head. Okay, all right. We are going to start with uh, Vernon, as you were behind. What are your answers to the '90s food and the two and the '70s music question? Uh, I don't know the food one. I'm. It's killing me. The '93 thing's throwing me off. Um, I'm going to guess flavor pods, although I think that's wrong. And the music is definitely Carly Simon. All right. And Drew, what were your answers? Um, the music, I actually had James Taylor. You got a friend. Um, and the food, because of you're kind of relating it back to the Jurassic Park question, I went dino eggs. All right. And for the answers. Introduced in the late 90s as an attempt to make oatmeal more appealing, Quaker put in dinosaur eggs. They were little dinosaur eggs to make them hipper for the kids. Yes, it was a hint to the 93 Jurassic Park movie. And the song that I was doing was You've Got a Friend, which originated by Carol King, but her version oh. wasn't a single it was James Taylor who took it to number one. So Not Drew King. got both correct. Ah. Vernon, unfortunately, got neither correct. Oh. Uh, so that takes all the drama out. But I do want to know the final score. So, Vernon, what did you wager? 68 points. Thinking he was going to go 11 and I would go 12 mm-hmm. and I would win like I did the last time. Did not work. <laughs> all right. And Drew, how about you? I only went nine. 
Oh, interesting. All right. All right, John, tally those up and let us know our winner. With a final score of 99 to 12, Drew is the winner. Woo, good job. <laughs> you s- stopped, Vernon. This was a back and forth. This was a good game, though. It was a fun game. It was. It was. Yeah. I, was I was very nervous the whole freaking time. Freaking Adam, dino eggs. <laughs> Adam, that music question is deceptive because is. Carol, Carol King's version also came out in 1971. I know, but hers did not go to number one. She didn't release it as a single, so that's why I said I said the artist who performed the nineteen seventy one. I specifically wrote things out okay. to make and, it. And luckily, great. Vernon didn't didn't get Carol King anyway. Uh, so we don't have his, that. Yeah, yeah. He was certain right. it was Carly Simon, yeah. but yes, not great. Yeah. And just so you know, I'm going out and getting in my truck. I'm starting a convoy in protest. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so what I'm doing? <laughs> Good game, Drew. Oh, yes, great game. Drew, as you will be continuing on, we will let you talk another day. But Vernon, this is the end of your tournament run. Uh, what would you like to talk about other than you know starting your convoy run? It's been a Cinderella story. <laughs> <laughs> no, super fun. Drew was good. I had such a good start. I'm like, oh, I'm going to blow this guy away. <laughs> and then he said something. I'm like, oh, it's downhill from here now. And uh, that was fun time. Great time. Uh, just good luck to everybody. Thanks for having me. This is fun, fun, fun podcast. And hopefully I'll be back after the tri- after the tournament's over. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. You guys are fantastic. And Vernon, yes, the Cinderella story, unfortunately, has stopped. Uh, the hurdle has been hurdled, hurdled. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. For John, I'm Adam. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.